This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. I'm joined today by Justin Davis, Brian Altano, Colin Moriarty. Gentlemen, it is time once again to talk about Game of the Year Watch. We are halfway through. Unbelievably, the year is halfway over. Halfway through 2014. We're past E3. Few of the the year's biggest games are out: Titanfall, Watch Dogs, Mario Kart 8. Time to check in. Let's 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 see. I've got a list of the best reviewed games of the year so far. Okay, if you allow me. Uh, I'll allow it. Broken Age, Mm. 9.5. Oh yeah. Now, Walking Dead season two episodes are all getting like they're getting like good reviews, yeah. good scores. But I don't. We have to wait to see how that's a chronological all list. No, I'm, I'm not. I haven't listed them all out, but Got they're it. like getting in the nines. Also, in Wolf Among Us, several good yeah. reviewed episodes. So when those are all said and done, maybe. Mm-hmm. Child of Light got a nine point three. South Park got a nine, and Transistor, and Dark Souls two, and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and Ultra Street Fighter four, and Mario Kart eight, and Hearthstone, and Nid Nidhog. Wow. All got nines. Oh, and Shovel Knight. Sorry, that just went up today. I'm something to apologize to me about. It'll be all right. Please accept my <laughs> <laughs> Now, just barely not making the nine cut was Titanfall. 8.9. 8.9. Yeah. And uh, Watch Dogs was a big high-profile release. Very highly anticipated. Got an 8.4. I think... Mm. The gen- I really like, we've talked about this a lot, I really like Watch Dogs. Brian, you really like Yeah, Watch I love Dogs. it, love it. But I think the general sentiment is maybe slight disappointment mm-hmm. with that game. Yeah. Didn't quite live up to expectations. What do we think? How, 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 how is this list shaping up? It's a weird year. 
Why is that? Because this there's it doesn't feel like there's a ton of like those like triple A blockbuster, you know, like the shoot like the big action shooting games across multi platforms with DLC. Like there's there's stuff like Child of Light and Shovel Knight. <laughs> And yeah. South Park, which is like the closest you can get to being yeah, a multi-platform AAA game, but it's a game about farting on people, you yeah. know. So I, it's it's a weird year. It's it's a, a year I love because I think that like these this these are the types of games that speak to me a little bit more. Um, if we were to vote right now, I think South Park would have a good chance of winning. Yeah. If we were voting today, it would definitely be in there. I, yeah. yeah, I could, I could, I would personally narrow it down to three, which would be Mario Kart, Shovel Knight, and South Park. None of which involve like guns, which, well, okay, which right? is weird. Like, I think it's be, great. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's definitely been. You're right that smaller games have shown the yep. first half of this year. They've really had an opportunity to shine. And the AAA stuff, like Titanfall, is a tremendous amount of fun. So is Watchdog. So are games that you didn't even mention, like uh, Infamous. Um, but none of them were really. They didn't light the world on fire. They didn't leave too much of a mark. Like I played them and enjoyed them, but they didn't stick with me in the way that even something like Broken Age did. Yeah, uh, Broken Age is half a game, right? So far, what we've yeah. reviewed so far. So, yeah. but that is, uh, you know, like right up there, like the you know, one of the best reviewed games. That was the only one when imagine. you were listing these off. That was the only one that I'd kind of actually I just had it stuck with me, but I was kind of like, oh yeah, that game was great. Uh, mm-hmm. It just came so early in January that uh, uh, that was a fantastic point and click adventure. Yeah. When is the second half supposed to arrive? Do we, do we even know? Is it going to be this year? Yeah. Okay. I say that definitively. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I, if not, it definitely that's bad news for. I feel like what happened with the with the Walking Dead won't happen again. And yeah, even I was just even if this season is amazing and it's yeah. the best the thing we've ever played, I think that that sort of episodic thing, we we fell in love with it the year they they did it, and then they're doing it again. And I just sort of anecdotally, I feel like people are a little more scattered about that franchise now. Like we're less attached to. Nobody's talking about it the same way. Right. We used to. We we would finish episodes and we'd come in and we'd talk about it the way we talk about Breaking Bad or something like that. And yeah. and from what I'm reading, I'm not caught up yet. I'm only two episodes in. Um, it's awesome. But uh, yeah. it, it just doesn't feel like it has the same impact as it did the first time around with the first season. I think they need to be, they need to come out more often. Yeah. I think they're, they're, they're way too long in between episodes. And they're yeah. not on like a set schedule, right? Like, That's the big like problem. Like if it's a TV, like Breaking Bad, we know, you know every Monday morning we're going to come in and talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, this is like, well, whenever the new episode is out, I'll, yeah. I'll get we to also, it. I mean, I can't speak for other folks, but I played Wolf Among Us episode one, loved it. And mm-hmm. then the gap between one and two, I decided, decided I'm going to wait. Yeah, and wait I haven't played Walking Dead. I'm going to wait till it's all out. Yeah. yeah. Walking Dead. That'd be sad. Yeah, you'd be very sad. From what I play so far, it's it's very depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, Walking Dead. Fun fact: Square Enix is publishing it in Japan. <laughs> that is awesome. weird. Wow. They publish random Western games in Japan, like they publish Call of Duty yeah, over there. So. The, uh, the reverse used to happen. Didn't EA and Square Enix used to have a publishing agreement in the United States? I think during like the PS1 era, maybe. Is that true? I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that's true. Colin, what do you think about all this? Um. You do you think is Shovel Knight your your favorite game of the year so far? Yeah, I think my glasses are like all. No, I'm not feeling them right now. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I think uh, I think Shovel Knight's the best game of the year in my opinion, um, based on pure gameplay. I think I think this is an exciting year because I think game of the year at the end of everything is going to be really exciting. Like like Altano was saying, there's not many AAA games, and and frankly, there are just not that many coming up in the next six months. So mm. this is going to be a very unusual game of the year vote when we, when we kind of sit down and do this in December um, in the sense that uh, you're going to have games like Child of Light in there, no doubt, which is an, you know, not an independent game, but an independent style game. Sure. Um, you're going to have games like Shovel Knight, which is a, a pure indie game I think is going to be in the mix. You're going to have 
you know, Hearthstone, which is, you know, kind of a, a free-to-play game. You're going to have, have, like, a lot of different kinds of stuff in there. And so um, I think it's kind of exciting. My, my personal top five, I tweeted about it yesterday. I sat and thought about it. My, in, in order would be, so far this year, would be uh, Shovel Knight, South Park, Child of Light, mm. and then Danganronpa on Vita, mm. and then Infamous, I think would probably be my top five. Um, but there's a lot of like weird games out there that, I, you know, like I've been playing Pixel Junk uh, Shooter Ultimate um, on PS4 and Vita. That game's really good. Um, just a lot of cool little smaller games that I've been having a lot of fun with. Sure. But Shovel Knight, man, that's the game. Yeah, Only. Shovel Knight's great. I'm Shovel really Knight glad we really brought really back good. Game of the Month at IGN. Yeah. Um, we brought it back to reward games, right? Like, well, let's talk about stuff that's awesome more than just when the review comes out. But we also talked about it just for IGN process, so we don't lose track of... Games like Broken Age went in the Game of the Year hunt. Mm-hmm. And that really makes sure, like, hey, Game of the Month is coming up. Everyone needs to make sure they're playing Shovel Knight. Um, you know, and we did it last month with Child of Light. And uh, a couple of years ago, games like Hotline Miami were nominated for IGN Game of the Year. And that surprised a lot of people. And now I think that we've... I just think the process has worked. Like, we're exposing a lot more editors to a lot more indie games and make sure that they're buttoned up on, on what's what when Game of the Month voting comes around. And... Uh, uh, it, it lets stuff like that really shine through. Is it weird that there's so many indie games on this list? I mean, I, there just there just aren't that many AAA releases coming yeah. this year. We, you know, we, we well, it's we it's it's the first full year of a console generation, and the entire middle shelf has fallen out over the last few years. So, yeah. what's really left? I mean, this this fall we're going to get a Call of Duty that won't win Game of the Year. Sorry. Like, I mean, it, no, really. Like, I, I can't remember the last time that's happened. Like, but it's Kevin gonna, Spacey, though. Yeah, right. When most people won't see him because he's tucked away in the single player. And maybe, like, yeah, Modern Warfare was the last game I think that people talked about in a critical yeah, way. Yeah, as like, like, you know, this, this, is a, this has a chance. But I think even if you have a chance, you're not going to win like, with a game like that because it's predominantly a, a multiplayer shooter. We just got an awesome one of those. Titanfall, mm-hmm. no one's talking about it anymore. We're not. It's, Alfredo. <laughs> Alfredo. Like, this, is, is Titanfall in anyone's running in this room? The not game of the year right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, not for us, but it'll be, it might be, may or may not be in the IGN hunt, but it wasn't my thing. I, I, think that yeah. the, I think the indie game thing is a sign of the times. We've often said on this show and on other shows and in other ways, like, like it or not, indie games and small games are going to be taking over the industry. And yeah. these small games. Who would not uh, like it? And, and like, a lot of the IGN readers. Yeah, the right, yeah. stigma against indie games, like, you, want, like you have to spend $60 on a game. Like, yeah. why? Like, oh, people, it doesn't make any sense. It, doesn't, it literally doesn't make any sense. No. So, so this is a sign of the times. So this is going to happen. It's going to happen more and more. And a lot of these games are going to blow up. Just like, you know, sh- like frankly, Shovel Knight's blowing up. And that's going to be a big game for a lot of people. Um, and awesome. And... You know, uh, that's just the kind of the way of the world. Like last year, you know, I often said Resogun, which was free when PS4 came out, is is you know arguably still that console's best game. That's not a bad thing. That's an okay thing. That's a good thing. And it doesn't matter how much you call. It doesn't matter platform cost. Developer, is it fun? That's what matters. Yes. Yeah. yeah thank you. I think it would be healthy for right now. Indies still are sort of stuck in this ten or fifteen dollar range, and I would love to see sort of I, I don't know what the label would be. Premium indies, like let's make thirty dollars a viable price point, like. Release on PSN and Xbox Live for thirty bucks, and you're getting something that's in between, you know, a ten dollar tiny experience and a sixty dollar, you know, gigantic experience. See, the the problem I don't think is is price in that in that measure. I think it's it's art style dictates price to a lot of readers. Yeah, two D is seen as like cheap. Right. Yeah. I remember. I mean, I was I was a big I was a big person fighting for the the return of the Rayman franchise, Origins yeah. and Legends, and you know, talking about those games all the time and really championing them. People said to me all the time, you know, like, it looks really cool, but this game should it shouldn't be fifty dollars. It should be five. Yeah, that's a, there's a weird perception issue against 2D versus 3D and what the value, like what people's value is yeah. for that. They don't see $60 games as worth 
I'm know. sure a lot of people are scoffing at our Shovel Knight review right now and, and the coverage we've done. And, like, you know, Colin's been the champion of it. I have. I've been going from show to show saying I love Shovel Knight. It's great. And people look at it and they're like, yeah, but it looks like, you know, a game that your grandfather played, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and My grandfather did not play <laughs> These games. Um, I like. Uh, the, I wanted to announce I'm, I'm a grandfather now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shovel Knight's a lot more whimsical than I expected, by the way. I finally got a chance to sort of dig into it, like with the dancing fish. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And some of that stuff in the villagers scene. that you talked to. That that part was very unexpected to me. It was a surprise. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I like that we're there now, though. That we can. That we have this this full circle again, um, yeah. where where games can can look like this, and it's you don't automatically win the race just because you have the best graphics or because you have online multiplayer or because you know there was fifteen steam, teams working on your game. Like we're gonna get a new Assassin's Creed this year. So like, I was gonna say is they're not mutually exclusive. Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty and Titanfall still exist in the world where Shovel Knight exists. Yeah. And they all make money and win awards, yep. and um, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I I like that we have that that you know it didn't it it went into multiple paths and not just one way. So actually, I have a, a shovel knight question here. This comes from T Boy, who emailed T-boy. us just like you can at gamescoop <laughs> at ign.com. <laughs> this question is for Colin. I'm just wondering what platform Colin reviewed Shovel Knight on, and which one he suggests to purchase it on. I really enjoyed his review of the game, but I'm torn between getting it on Wii U or 3DS. I think it's best on you know I pl- I played it on Wii U primarily and and. Um, I think it's best there. Um, you know, I think it fits there. I shouldn't say it's best there. People are going to find that they like it on other platforms, and that's great. But I think take the Wii U, download it, take your old Wii remote, like we were just saying on, on Nintendo Voice Chat, just turn it sideways, play it like an NES game. I think it's, yeah. I think it's a great way to play the game. Um, I think, yeah, yeah everyone, everyone always talks about it as a Wii U game. It's also on Steam, by the way. But yeah. I'm playing it on 3DS, and I think it's perfect on that platform. It's super easy to pop it open and not even get through a whole stage, but get through a couple checkpoints and then close it because, you know, my baby's crying or whatever. Like... It's yeah. it feels like that bite-sized handheld game to me personally. Yeah. Um, I it if you do get it on 3DS, you can't go wrong there. There's no reason not to. You're playing it on Wii U. Yeah. 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 But I'm going to buy it on 3 3DS so I can play it on flights and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm also playing it on 3DS. You probably just can't go wrong. Yeah. Whatever platform yeah. you're playing it on. It's a little bit like I played hours and hours and hours of Hearthstone on PC, and now I play that exclusively on iPad. I feel like it makes so much sense for touch controls. Yeah, I, I prefer to stick on PC with Hearthstone, but I have an older iPad. So. Yeah, yeah. See, it, yeah, it won't run well on an iPad, too. That's also that's probably my game of the year so far. Well, I agree, but we'll get to that. Okay, We're okay. still on Shovel Knight Got right it. now. T-Boy continues. In Colin's review, he mentions that the game is influenced by some old NES classics, but I noticed that some of the game's sounds appear to be lifted directly from such games, mm such as uh, DuckTales and Mega Man. Is this the case, or am I imagining this? Yeah, I I don't think it's lifted, but I think there's some mimicry going on. There's a specific sound that really jumped out to me, that not one he mentioned, where um, you use one of the sub-weapons, which is like an invincibility um, move or whatever, Mm -hmm. and the sound is the same sound that when you pick up the golden chalice in Castlevania, the one that makes you invincible. (laughs) It's the same thing. Like There's a a lot of that kind of... um, uh, Stuff in the game, I think you know a lot of odes, but you know one of the yeah. beauties, of, beautiful things of the game is it's it's its own game. It's not it's not mimicking things. It's taking inspiration from them. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would be surprised if it was actually lifted directly. Yeah, but you know if you're using this sort of like this NES sound chip, sure. it has a limited spectrum of sounds that it can make. Right, right? so it you're probably going to sound it's, it's, some, it's, like some other NES game. It's like if I if I hand you uh, like three ingredients, like yeah. there's really only so much <laughs> you can cook with them. That's it's, exactly you know, that's a good. Analogy. Well, you also, I mean, they're not making Castlevania 3 on the NES anymore. So it's like, as if that sort of thing doesn't exist in that purest form anymore, like, I don't know. So what? If, it, if it's borrowing from other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fine. Uh, a game that came out that was, 
I thought was pretty anticipated, but now no one, another one that no one is talking about is Transistor. Named after the 311 album. Yep, he's actually uh, the 311, the video game. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's another game that people did enjoy a lot, but maybe didn't stick, you know, stick with people in the way that you know I think Shovel Knight and, and uh, at least for me, Broken Age did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't finish it. it. It hit like right before we really dug in deep with all the E3 stuff, and I think yeah. I was playing a little bit of Watch Dogs at the, at the time, too. Beautiful game, me, yeah. incredible music, awesome art style. Uh, I think the gameplay didn't immediately grab me like some of the other titles did. Um, the sort of isometric battling stuff mm-hmm. uh, that is sort of turn-based. That's but what yeah, I like, like it, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. It's cool, it's just I have to really dig into it. I haven't had as much time as I wanted to to do that. Um, it is really gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, it's just other, other games kind of grab me, but yeah, it's a beautiful game, it's awesome. It's, you know, something I want to return to. Maybe, maybe it. it'll flip my whole list, who knows. I, I enjoyed it when I played it, but I just got distracted with Watch Dogs, I think, yeah. and Mario Kart 8, so I'll have to come back to that. Maybe, uh, maybe a lot of these games, people will have to come back to, you know, and, yeah, and finish we, them. We always talk about this at the end of the year, but there's like a big difference between, um, like, the game of the year and the game you had the most fun with that year and the game you played the most. This like, is, yeah. There's like this whole, and it's... This is what I... I didn't want to open this can of worms. No, but, but. That's, this is what I think about Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah. Hearthstone is easily my favorite game of the year. Yeah. Favorite game in probably several years. Easily the game I'm going to spend the most time with this year. Right. But can I, I don't know, like, will yeah. it be the best game of yeah. the it's, year? It's a like, philosophical I, question of, is uh, your favorite game the game that you would most recommend to others, yeah. and which should game of the year be? Yeah, right. like, I like I don't think Hearthstone is Collins' type of game, right? Like, I don't... No, I mean, so I it's customizable like, card games sometimes, but no, I, would, I wouldn't mess with that game too much. Yeah. To me, there's, it, there's like, there's the... Um, I probably even said this last year, but there's, like, there's the pizza joint down the street, and then there's, like... The French Laundry, which is like you go to have this. this is, like, that's a restaurant here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. It's one of the best restaurants yeah. in, in, in America uh, or the world. Um, and it's, it's, it's just like you have this incredible, memorable experience that can't be replicated by anything else. But then there's your comfort food that's like it's always there and you love it. You know, For me, sure. it was like for years I was playing Simpsons Tapped Out, like the way you guys play yeah. Hearthstone. Yeah. And it was just like I pick it up 10, 15 minutes a day, put it down. Is that my game of the year? Never. Is it my game of any <laughs> year? Absolutely not. Not a million years. Would that be my game of the year? But uh, I like that it's always there, and it, it deserves recognition in some way. Yeah, that's how I am about Disco Zoo. All game, right, game of the year. <laughs> it's my game of the moment right now. Now that there's moon animals to collect. A game, no, really, <laughs> that no one talks about is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yeah, um, I, I, it, I personally didn't really like that game. Yeah. Um, and I'm a huge Nintendo guy, huge. Uh, 2D platforming guy. Uh, I love retro. I love what I love what they do. I actually really, really like the uh, yep. Donkey Kong game that they did right before this. Um, this one kind of turned me off. It felt like it just didn't really connect with me. Music's really good. Yeah. Um, um, well, it seems like we've talked about this before. Like we obviously do our best to get our reviews right every single time we ever review a product, but sometimes opinion of a game climbs. You know, you in you have time passes and you say, man. That game is better than we thought it was, like now that we've yeah. had time to reflect. And then sometimes the opposite happens. And in the case of Donkey Kong, I think the general consensus is, hey, look, this isn't like a dog of a game. But, no. But maybe it's not quite as good as it seemed to be, you know, when we first sort of got our hands on it. Well, no, actually, I, 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 I totally disagree with that. I don't think this was a matter of uh, time changing you think our so? perception. We gave it a nine. We gave it a nine. Well, and the person who reviewed it <laughs> thought still, it was a nine. And, still you know, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people do. And he's sure. not here to defend himself for that. Fair enough. But, um, a, a lot of people really love this game, but yeah. as a uh, as as a fan of 
Nintendo platformers. It didn't do it with me. It didn't do it, didn't, uh, didn't do it with me. Didn't do it for me. Uh, I didn't like the. I thought the bosses were horrific. I mm. thought some of the checkpoints were really bad. And I thought like overall it was just a little samey, which is weird because I love Mario games and they come out every year. Mm. But Mario really does mix it up, at least. I think so. Yeah. I, for for what it's worth, by the way, I only played that game for half an hour. I thought it felt really stiff. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. That's why I didn't like it. I was just like, I don't want to play anymore. No, you're, pretty, you're particular about your platform. I am. I'm very particular, yes. I felt the same. Uh, and then there's Nidhogg, which we, we're, we, for like five minutes, everyone was really excited about that game. Yeah, I mean, it's... Game of the month for January, I think, right? Yeah, Marty is working on a feature about local multiplayer and how it is coming back, and it's awesome. Like, that game is awesome at what it is. It's this very focused, tiny experience. Um, not for everybody, but... If you have a group of people in a room, it is incredible and a tremendous amount of fun. Yeah, yeah. Which, I liked it a lot. Yep. Yeah, it was great. And watching this video makes me want to, we should get <laughs> it plugged back in and hooked up again. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's like Towerfall and stuff. Like this, Towerfall, this, yeah. this game benefited, uh, I mean, I'm sure that this game didn't do as well uh, on smaller sites that this. didn't have 25 people <laughs> in the office playing them at all times. Sure. Uh, and if you don't have a tor- that many people, <laughs> In your house at any given moment, then you know this. This you might not play the game the same way, but we had a blast playing it here, um, and I think that was part of it was the kind of the culture around it and us screaming at each other uh, playing yeah. it. So I, mean, I haven't I haven't worked at IGN as long as all three of you actually, but I've been here three years, and that's the game that I've seen us play the most as a group mm-hmm. and compete against each other in the time that I've been here. Yeah, well, it was a short. It was a very short love affair with Nidhogg. Brief, but, but it was intense. <laughs> yeah, like Smash Brothers like has a permanent home in the corner of, of IGN. Yeah. Like Smash Brothers for GameCube gets turned on every few days. Um, Nidhogg was nonstop for like a week or two straight, and then it vanished. So we'll see if it comes back when it gets ported. If I, look, what were you gonna say? I was just kidding. We haven't had a game that captured the essence for a long period of time since Rock Band. I think you would have. We were, yeah, no, we, yeah, were yeah. we were. We yeah, were. That was like. I mean, that was a phenomenon. Like a year or two, yeah. we played that game. Like all the time. after like, work, like all the time. Yeah, we haven't had a game I, like that in a yeah. long time. Like after we would go out to the bars, we'd go back to Nate's place and mm-hmm. play Rock Band. Like, yeah. But look at this list. If I were to say realistically, the three games on here that, like, if we were going to vote today, the three games that stand out to me are South Park, Dark Souls 2, and Mario Kart 8. That seemed reasonable. It's a fair list. Just yeah. from this list, yeah. Sure. That seemed to be yeah. maybe like. Diverse. <sighs> In the uh, in the lead, yeah. I mean, Mar- Mario Kart Eight was phenomenal. Like it, I mean, they just really got aside from battle mode, they got <laughs> everything right in that game. Um, it's beautiful. It's fun. It's accessible. Uh, it's it's innovative without like breaking too many things, which I think some of the Mario Kart games had a problem with the past. Uh, specifically, Mario Kart Wii was just like the motion controls and and jumping and stuff like that. Oh the online was fundamentally flawed, and they was they were incapable of patching it. Thanks, Game Spy. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, they just nailed it this time. It's beautiful. It's way it's way better looking than it really has any right to. The, some of the little details, like we've yeah. talked about this before, but just. Watching it is 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 you know is such a joy, and playing it is so much fun. It's like one of the last times where I've really I've gotten back to that kind of college days of four people around a TV screaming at each other, drinking beers and stuff like that. And um, it's great, but it is it is Mario Kart. Uh, it's the best Mario Kart, but it's more Mario Kart. So um, yeah. if we're rewarding just on like innovation or like the newest new award, sure, sure. then you know who yeah, knows. Not that, yeah. Battle mode hurts my heart. It makes me so sad. Yeah. It's it's a. I haven't even taken a look at the new the new version of Battle Mode. It's a it's 
it's a big oversight that it wasn't because every because you know the the everything else was there the core was there you know everything that you needed to do to make a good multiplayer game was it's there. also I agree with everything you're saying about Mario Kart and I agree with you that it's probably going to be on the game of the year shortlist uh, six months from now but saying it's the best Mario Kart besides battle mode is like saying oh I met this girl and she's wonderful she's great but she's got this like one like some terrible <laughs> <Peg> leg <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh it's not that big a deal, but she just steals things whenever she's out in public. She's I, right, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of people that are cool with that. <laughs> I'm not worth you it. You know, I'm not. I don't want to date a club. Some people are like, look, stealing's okay. I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't cared about stealing since the Super Nintendo. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna keep running this. Uh, but I, I, I do have a problem with it. I think that battle mode, battle mode's a huge oversight. Like there was a there was a chance to make that the best ever. And they totally dropped the ball and made it the worst ever. So that sucks. Yeah. Personal favorite, Hearthstone, Shovel Knight mm-hmm. of the year so far. Uh, personal is Hearthstone. Hearthstone and NES Remix 1 and 2. Yeah. One was last year, but I consider them the same. Yeah, they're kind of the same yeah. game. How about you? Uh, it's a tie between South Park and Shovel Knight right now. Very, very close tie. With Shovel Knight in a slight lead. Oh, above South Park. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I've yet to finish South Park. I still need to do that. Uh, before we look ahead at the year to go, have you guys kept up on your movies and your TV shows? Can you like say like what, what your favorite movie oh, of the year is? Sorry, your I, TV show? I want to give a shout out to Elder Scrolls Online. I okay. feel bad about it. I think it's the best MMO that's come out in years. I am okay. convinced that that's a game 12 months from now. You'll see message board topics and you know Reddit threads of people saying, man, that game, Like, I'm glad I finally gave it a shot. I'm having so much fun After with it. free to play? I mean, maybe. Like, whatever it takes to get people in the door. But I'm sure it's going to be some game that people said, I'm sorry I slept on this. Because um, that game is super good, and I would be playing it if I didn't have a child. <laughs> um, sorry, I wanted to remember okay. to give it a shout-out in Game of the Year. It's never going to be an IGN's Game of the Year hunt, but it is a fantastic MMO, in my opinion. Coming to consoles still. Yeah. Uh, current gen consoles. Right? Yep. Uh, movies. How do you feel about movies? What's the best movie you've seen in theaters this year? I've seen a movie in the theater. Have you not year? been in the theaters this no. year? I know you're not big. No, I, don't I think I've seen three movies in theaters this yeah. year. Mine was Grand Budapest Hotel. That was good. I liked. Uh, That's probably my favorite movie I saw in theaters this year too. I think I like Moonrise Kingdom better. Yeah, these you know could very well be fake movies. That you, guys <laughs> yeah, you just made. Like, you wouldn't know. I liked, you know. You know, rabbit hopper in the grass. You know, like that, that's basically what you're talking about. <laughs> the latest Miyazaki. What's the, what's, yeah. what's the newest anti-Ralph Nader documentary <laughs> on Netflix at 2 o'clock in the morning? Um, no, I don't see a lot of movies in theaters anymore because that's... There's T. Ralph Nader. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's relevant anymore. He's got to be. I think, was the Lego movie this year? Yeah. So I saw that. Yeah. I saw Godzilla and I saw Grand Budapest Hotel. Those are the three movies I saw in theaters. You ever you saw like, X-Men, I thought. No, I never saw X-Men. Oh, I thought you did. No, no I was asking you about it. Yeah, yeah, Lego was okay. Oh, man, I loved it. I still haven't seen Lego. I need to see that. I hear good things. I, was, I thought Wreck-It Ralph was way better. I haven't seen that one either. Oh, man. Uh, no, the best movie I saw in theaters this year is The Raid 2. Yeah. It's so good. That I have heard of. One of the best action movies. Maybe the most violent movie I've ever seen. Nice. It's really good. That's good. I should watch that. Here it is. Look at that, as if on cue. It's amazing. You just say things and they disappear. They just showed uh, uh, my girlfriend and I's uh, Halloween costume this year, by the way. Nice. It's going to be really good. Is it on video yet? Well, you got that locked down so. early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, you, this is kind of serious business, you know, yes. your Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Got to get this ready. Uh, the best TV show of this year is Game of Thrones. No, it's so Fargo. Fargo. So I actually haven't seen Fargo yet. It's, it's, on it's my, absolutely it's on my... Fargo. It was True Detective this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that finish up this year? Uh, yeah. That, that oh, man. Great. But I think True Detective was front-heavy. 
thought the, the first half of it was more satisfying than the last half. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I thought there were some shots in the final episode that were some of the most incredible, haunting, disturbing things I've ever seen in a television show. Yeah. Uh, all in all, Fargo, I think, uh, which was a 10-episode show as opposed to the six that was True Detective, um, was just a beautifully shot, incredible characters, just well-scripted run of a TV show. And it's over now. It's done. Like, you can... Go, it's there's no there won't be a oh. season two in the traditional really? sense. Yeah, they're like well they'll do the uh, they'll do the thing where they might return to the town and pick up a new story with new characters and stuff like that. But this mm. this arc is complete. And it had Key and Peel in it. It did, yeah, which was odd. That's on my watch list. We got yeah. I got to get to that. I do not watch TV. Well, that's want to talk about Doctor Who. Start another. That's show. true. Doctor yeah. Who scoop. Do you like the Doctor Who a lot? Uh, you guys watch Downton Abbey. Uh, we did. We, so gave, to, we gave up on it when yeah, the shenanigans of, happened. So I wanted to start watching that show, and the uh, there's no way you'll be able to find this. But I think it's on Amazon. <laughs> when you log into Amazon now on like your PS4, the 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 cover image of Downton Abbey is just this 900 year old woman, and she's just like. What? And I'm like, nope, I'm not watching it's that. Probably, it's, yeah. it's probably the, the Dowager or whatever. Yeah. Sure. The, the Dowager the It's just a bad, Harry for, Potter? It's yeah. a bad first impression. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe that, I'm show, that show is she's, extraordinary. She's feisty. She's Are you best. all caught up with that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. caught up with that one. Yeah, that, that, that show is extraordinary. I would say that show, that, that aired this year in the United yeah. States. That's technically last year. Yeah, it, came it out aired on the BBC last year. Um, I would say True Detective probably for me. And all this weird shit I watch on like HGTV is pretty addicting too. Yeah. Brother versus brother. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, that, 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 chop, no, that was the, what, brother versus brother. Was that the one that they they canceled? No, no, that's yeah, the. Was what was the? They canceled one of these shows before it even aired, right? There was, that, there was that show. They, <laughs> there was a show. <laughs> there was like some religious controversy or something. I don't, like that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. It was a pretty big story. I don't know. There was a show this year about a dude with like a three thousand pound testicle. What? Yeah. yeah, I see some of this what? weird stuff. You're flipping through the channels okay. and just this thing is like me and my Not big ball. 3,000 pounds. It's, it was, like, it was probably that? literally hundreds of pounds. Then we stopped on I was eating food and I stopped on it out of curiosity. I'm like, oh! Get that out of here! This is that disgusting. a series? It's a series? It's a, yeah, it's like a so wait, series. So what blows my mind about that is that is a 10 minutes of television stretched into an entire... Right, like season how four, episode six, ball, go got my ball. Right, how am I going to go grocery shopping? I don't I think know. Was, there, was a, there was a thing where a guy had a growth that looked like a huge <laughs> testicle that he would like place on like a rolling chair and like or something like, or, like some sort of stool and walk around with it or whatever. It's a very, there's some weird stuff. You go up to like... TLC and Discovery, you're gonna find oh, yeah. some weird the stuff. The Learning Channel. <laughs> I'll give a quick shout out to. Yeah, learn something. I'll give a quick shout out also to Bar Rescue, which is an amazing bar show. Rescue. An amazing show. <laughs> is that like a show uh, they're gonna go out of business? The bar's gonna go out of business. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's until it's this on maniacal cokehead yeah. shows up. Yeah. It's like Kitchen Nightmare, but the bars. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good, dude. You gotta find Bar Rescue. That show's like a, <laughs> that show's becoming like iconic, okay. like with how crazy that guy is and. Uh, it's so funny. Like he's just he's just so brash and yeah, but he, he he works it when at the end you know he he fixes he fixes it but he rescues the bar. <laughs> I don't want to actually watch this show, but the show I want to marry Harry or who wants they to marry Harry? They canceled it already. They already really? canceled it. I just wanted to like watch the synopsis. It's of, so, like what went down. Do you know what, about no, this? No, no, I don't even know about the show. Yeah, what? A Prince Harry like lookalike like. Uh, impersonator. Oh my goodness. Oh, and then they, they like, told all these women like you're going to go on this show for a chance to marry Prince Harry. Well, the thing they, get, they, they get away with it by saying, they never say that, like, apparently what they say is, like, it's the Prince of Wales, okay. or whatever. Like, they'll never yeah. use his real name, and so, like, these 
hot chicks like think that you know who knows if they like really thought that or not because he kind of looks a little off like compared to you know the real Prince Harry or whatever. But apparently, my girlfriend was still because we were really excited about him. Like this is yeah. brilliant. I want this reminds like, me of Joe. You remember the show Joe Millionaire? Yeah, it was on like yeah, 12, yeah, like that, 13 yeah. years ago. Yeah, about like the construction worker, but they pretended he was a millionaire. And then yeah, they told. And like it reminded me of that. Where I'm like, this is brilliant. Well, people, I think dumbest people, shit. People <laughs> were stupid back then, but they were I think a little smarter than now. Now you don't even have to lie. Use a Google search, and you would know that this is not dude, a real show. Dude, that so you're you, on. so you live people are dumb. You live in San Francisco. We have a, an area in this in this city called Fisherman's Wharf where there is a uh, Madame Tussauds wax museum. And about a year or two ago, uh, they got a Barack Obama wax model delivered to this museum. And they put him on one of those like things, and they just wheeled him out in the street. And he was just like, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh, hello, Mr. Obama!" Like they thought that he had just he hurt his leg, and he was just leaning back, and he's just like that. And everyone's waving, how, saying hello, trying to get pictures with him and stuff like that. People are stupid as hell. <laughs> they are. No, it's like you say, people, they can just Google it and find out it's not him. Whenever we're like, we have a, like a live show, Greg and I were like, we're live tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific. And then all the responses are, what time is that in London? Yeah. Yeah. Like they could Google that right now and find out. Instead, they ask us over Twitter, thinking like, who knows when we'll see it? Who knows if we'll respond? You're live right there. You're like, yeah. hold on, I have to inter- uh, interject with a clock question yeah. from the audience. Anyway, that's it for a TV scoop. Sorry, Colin's on a time limit here, but you got about 12 minutes. 12 minutes? Okay. Yeah, sorry. To, we don't have, I can leave and you guys can continue the conversation. No, I want you to stay right there. Okay, well, thank you. Because the next 12 minutes, yeah, we're going to look ahead. Our most anticipated games for the rest of 2014. Who would like to start? I would. Justin. My most anticipated game of 2014, hands down, is Destiny. Destiny. Oh, yeah. my goodness After gracious. After playing the alpha? Yeah. That alpha, I have never... That have, sold a lot of people on that game. Yeah, I have never done a bigger 180 on a game before. Not that I thought it was going to be, you know, hot garbage before, yeah. but, you know, I, there are, if you look at my tweets around E3 two years ago and stuff like that, like, I just never thought the game... I thought it looked kind of old, I thought it looked kind of slow, and I didn't feel like it looked that next-gen, and I'm very happy to say that I was super wrong. Um, actually going hands-on with it, I get it in a way that, you know, it, that I didn't really understand from the demos. Um... That game is World of Warcraft mashed up with Halo, mashed up with Borderlands. Uh, and yeah. all those things fit together like chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, Anyone else play the alpha? No. No, I, I, I just can't with the, like, get into these games where I have to play with them. You're not interested in... Uh, I, but now, I'll did, say, you, I'll did say, you play Borderlands? Uh, I play Borderlands a little bit and I keep kicking people out of my room until I, or my <laughs> game until I realize I can just shut that off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will give it to them on this. First of all, I watched Greg play Destiny. It looks great. Um, and... I'll give it to them in that, that this was a stroke of marketing genius because no one was talking about Destiny. And I, I think that, like, they were already running commercials for it a long time ago. Like, the, the Alpha? Yeah, yeah, like, the Alpha is a stroke of genius to be like, no, really, our game's good and we're confident we want you to play it. I think that was better than any commercial yeah. they can do, any preview they, anyone can write. Sure. Um, and uh, now the beta starts for PlayStation Plus, I think, soon-ish. I don't know. Yeah, middle just, of July. So, you know... Uh, you know, good for them because I think I think they have some, you know, it's a, a studio with a great pedigree. You know, no one no one thought like Justin said that that game was gonna be bad. It's just not a game that yeah. well they were they intrigued were, me at all. They were dumping millions into into awareness and it wasn't working. And then they were just like, oh, just play it. And then we we're like, oh wow, got it, cool. Yeah. And yeah. then, then exactly. the word of mouth started. So it could also here's the caveat: it could be that's the first video game I got to play in like three weeks. I finally was able to like escape and I'm, put the baby down for a nap. Had the baby, yeah. and I'm like, oh, video games again, so fun. Um, 
No, but it's you actually go on. Uh, it's the equivalent of dungeons. They call them strikes, um, and it's three people, and you go there. Uh, you know, if you're kind of bad or shitty, it'll take thirty or forty minutes. They're meant to be, you know, closer to twenty minutes. And there's bosses, and it's three people, and you have to work together to take down these bosses and coordinate. You can't do them on your own, um, and it feels like a modern FPS version of like a World of Warcraft dungeon that you would go on. You know, a five-man dungeon with friends. Now. Can, what, can you play Destiny by yourself? Uh, you won't be able to do the strikes. I mean, there's a story. So the game has a story mode, and all that stuff is single player. Uh, the way that it works, and this is the challenge that Activision and Bungie have, is this is a game that's hard to explain. Uh, but, like, you'll be in this world, and other people can be in the world. Uh, you know, they'll sort of, like Journey, they'll, like, fade in and out of your game. Like, you'll come together with people and do stuff. But then it'll be, like, there'll be a point on the map that, like, starts next story mission. And when you, like, go through that door then you're in an instance of the game world on your own. Like, you're in your own little version, like, people can't mess with you or interact with you. And then when you walk out of the other end of that story mission, then you're back in the world, and it's all super seamless. Um, that's the same way the dungeons work, is, like, the three of you are in the world with other people, then you go in this dungeon, and it's just you and your own little version of the world, and then when it's over, you're back out in public. So, I'm seeing, like, three parts of this game. Yeah. Single-player missions that you go on by yourself. Strikes, yeah. so you go on out with people cooperatively. Yeah. But then there's also PvP arenas. Yeah, I mean, well, there's traditional... The PvP arena, quote-unquote, is just traditional... You know, it's like Halo multiplayer. Like, the, yeah. the only thing that was in the alpha was, uh, like, capture the control points, like A, B, and C. And then whoever had the most control points won. Um, but it's going to have traditional Call of Duty, Halo-style multiplayer. It feels a lot like Halo with vehicles and stuff. Yeah, speaking of that, we actually have a question from Buddy. What's up, Buddy? Hey, buddy. <laughs> he says, I'm a working dad slash husband slash gamer with very little time to play. I value your articles, podcasts, and reviews in helping me get the most bang for my gaming buck. Thanks, buddy. That said, I need a little more help when it comes to Destiny. Yeah. There was some footage. You guys discussed it. Looked like something I might have to pass on. Lately, though, it seems that everyone has major wood for this game, <laughs> and I'm a little confused. The game looks a lot like Halo to me. It's a shooter made by the creators of Halo. The bad guys often come in groups, a few bullet fodder led by a more powerful character. Yep. It sounds like Halo. You guys have pointed out how some of the guns sound the same as Halo guns. The soundtrack almost sounds lifted from the Halo B-side. Yep. Anyway, I get that there are new wrinkles to the Halo formula with the MMO and RPG elements, but I wonder how different this will be from Halo. I know you don't have the full answer today, but could you focus on those deltas now and in the future coverage of Destiny? Anyway, what's your, what's your impression there? Yeah, I mean, the moment-to-moment gunplay does feel a lot like Halo. And even in the game's lore, you know, it's like there's, there's the humans, and then there's two factions that also kind of compete with each other, same as Halo. Like, there's, it's obviously a bungee game, but you can't discount that MMO part of it um, and that open-world part of it. Like, it plops you into this world, and you can explore in any direction. Um, and you'll find things, and you'll find missions, and you'll find secrets. And I went into a cave and found some crazy high-level dude that I couldn't kill and had to run away and would have had to come back when I leveled up. Um, you know, you get loot drops when you mm-hmm. kill bosses, and, and then that makes you, like, quite a bit more powerful than you were before if you get the right gun. Um, it makes it feel really different. It feels like a World of Warcraft Halo love child. It's awesome. Right. Still not sold. Nope. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, maybe I have to play it. I'm just not there yet. It's, yeah. it, it feels like... Every time people try to explain this game to me, it just keeps going and going and going, but none of it 
is just like, there it is. Great. You're, you're in. Got it. So you what, I mean, you'll play the beta, or you'll play it eventually, and then, of you, course. And then you can make up your own mind. Yeah, no, completely, completely. But, you know, we were talking about this uh, at E3 about how the, the difficulty companies have nowadays of, like, or pretty much anyone has nowadays, of grabbing anyone's attention for anything. It's a miracle that people are even here with us today watching this show. <laughs> this is great content, so thank you. But, uh, you know, to, to bounce from this, to watch another video, to play another game, there's so many options, so many things to distract you right now. Uh, when I was asking, you know, you know, what is Titanfall? People were like, it's, you know, Call of Duty with robots. And I'm hearing uh, Destiny is Halo plus Borderlands. Borderlands plus Warcraft. Plus, and, like, it starts to lose me. So there is no fourth plus. It's just those three pluses. Okay. Well, yeah. you said peanut butter and chocolate. I was wondering what <laughs> well, the third ingredient was. Oh, so I don't like, know. What would go good with those? Marshmallow, maybe? You know, like some, I don't know, like some sort of like grain. A, like a nut? A nut, like <laughs> aside from peanut butter, uh, you want a second nut, <laughs> like peanut butter and peanut, maybe chunky, so chunky. You peanut. Oh, the like top so of my head, peanut, peanut, <laughs> peanut, that's not really a third ingredient. That's cheating. Yeah. Maybe Nutella. <laughs> what about that? That's is chocolate. That's, no, it's that's hazelnut. hazelnut. Wait, hold on. Nutella is hazelnut and chocolate. It's okay. cocoa. Which, so it's hazelnut the first flavored chocolate. It's nut and cocoa. So your third ingredient <laughs> is the first two ingredients. Right. Come on, that's cheating. Wait, wait, wait. Let me. Come on, that's so cheating. <laughs> Let me walk this back. Just a little. say bread. Just it's say gonna be hazelnuts. Hazelnuts, chocolate, peanut butter. How about hazelnuts, that? chocolate, <laughs> peanut butter. That's a stretch. Cocoa. It goes into chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Cocoa goes in a in the hazelnut. All right. Anyway. All right. He's on the chocolate peanut butter. What, what uh, Brian? What what are you anticipating? Uh, <laughs> not, not Destiny. Far Cry not, right yeah, now because yeah, Far, Far Cry. Cry is ridiculous. I'm gonna need it at the end of this year to play something that sort of. I don't want to say mindless, but just sort of like yeah. deranged. Like okay. something I can just kind of lose. I can get lost in this world. I can do insane things. When, once I saw, like, I was like, okay, it's yeah. more Far Cry. That's cool. Then I saw the exploding elephants, and yep. I'm like, yeah. this yep. is going to be the ultimate palate cleanser for uh, for 2014. And I have a feeling it's going to. It, it'll it'll be one of those things where we see it kind of like the first uh, or Far Cry three, where it was like it yeah. just slipped in at the end of the year, like December. Punching sharks. And yeah, it was right. like right before we went on Christmas break. Yeah, right at the end, and it was like I love to like really uh, Christmas break. I'll like I'll pack my PS4 into my in into my bag, mm-hmm. I'll go visit my family across the country for the weekend, and when I get sick of that, inevitably, after about 45 <laughs> minutes, I'll blow up elephants. Yep. It feels like a Christmas break game, and maybe that's just because that's when Far Cry 3 yeah. came out, like if that's yeah. going to be this franchise's thing, but I totally agree. Yeah, I, and I, just, I really like the, uh, I, I think the setting is awesome. I've never played a game that takes place in the Himalayas. Except for oh. uh, Uncharted 2. Or uh, DuckTales. <laughs> yeah, DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like what we're seeing here they're, you know, we're taking over this outpost. Yeah. This is exactly what I love to do in video games today. It's what I love about Watch Dogs. Yeah. Going out to gang hideouts. Like, Me too. This is exactly, you know, infiltrate. Yep. Take everybody out, you know, figure out your own path. And I love that because you die a bunch of times, you go back in, you try different ways. I'm doing that with Watch Dogs. Look at this! How how can this not be at the top of your list? Please, please, DLC where you play as the elephant. (laughs) You can ride the elephant. Well, I want to be the elephant. Like that GTA mod where you can play as an elephant. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, come on! Yeah. What even happens to his head? No, he's in trouble. Yeah, that that elephant. The elephant probably didn't make it. Well, he's like, liberated, liberated the shit out of that Elephant fortress. not liberated. Yeah. No. Unless he was in sort of some uh, life jail. Colin, I, I know you liked Far Cry 3. Oh, Far Cry 3 is a special game. Um, yeah, I'm excited about Far Cry 4. I would say that that was probably my most anticipated AAA game. I'm going to hit me with a few, a few games. Mike Ransky, no doubt, has the footage for all of them. You ready? Yep. 
the first one I'm uh, excited for is Danganronpa 2. Is that coming this year? On PS Vita, yes. Do we have Danganronpa? You hit me with the footage. No. Two Danganronpa games in one year? Yeah. So they were released, as far as I understand, in Japan at the same time, like, together. And so they split them up to release them here. Um, the first one did extremely well. I think it surprised and I asked by how well it did. And so they have this new one. And a new one was just announced in Japan, so hopefully that will come over here as well. Uh, another one I just saw, I just played it, uh, Natural Doctrine, um, which is a PS3, NIS, PS4. NIS yeah, another NIS game, PS3, PS4 Vita. It's a hardcore, ridiculously hardcore strategy RPG. Um, it's okay. like really, really, like the idea of it is it's supposed to break you, basically. Like it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be like. <laughs> it's supposed to break you. Yeah, like they were saying, like, awesome. like on every map you're going to die. Like if any wow. of your characters die, it's over. So like really? the, yeah, fire so like, blemish. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then uh, you know, you said blemish, <laughs> fire and blemish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another one is a Velocity 2X, which is a sequel to Velocity Ultra on Vita. This is a Vita and PS4 game. This game is extraordinarily fun. I played it at uh, E3. We gave it an award. Mm-hmm. Um, Rance, keep me with the footage. Nope. nope. Uh, so uh, pick some weird games, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and finally, Freedom Wars, which I think is probably the last AAA first party Vita game we're ever going to see. So, yeah. um, Played that behind closed doors at E3. Really, really excited about it. Um, what type of game? It's uh, kind of like Soul Sacrifice, so kind of like a Monster Hunter-ish kind of game. Uh, but you have uh, swords and guns. It's vertical. You use like the like shoot things to like go to like different platforms and, and everything. It's very action oriented. Um, and I love the idea of the game. It's about how the, uh, the Earth is overpopulated. So like the most minor of grievances and crimes give you like massive prison sentences. So they can just put you away and get rid of you. Um, so you have like a, you start the game with a million year prison sentence. Um, for like some minor crime, and you do tasks for the government to cut your time down, and the goal of the game is to get down to zero years. Um, and cool. it's it's like so it's like a really it's like a fr- kind of a fresh idea. It seemed really cool. Uh, played it played it with the, de- the dev actually the Japanese guys that worked on it, uh, Studio Japan, um, collaborated with some studios over there. So uh, really excited about that game. But I would say Far Cry is probably the one you know out of all of them I'm probably most excited about. It. I feel like I'm going to lose a lot of time in that game. But those will be yeah. nice little. Those all ca- kind of come out, you know. One month and then the next month and then the next month. Yeah. So those will keep me busy. Yeah. Far Cry might be my most anticipated game too. I'm also uh, excited for Assassin's Creed Unity. Mm-hmm. That one looks really fun. I love Black Flag. Uh, so yeah. like as long as they don't mess it up somehow like they did with AC3, I'll totally be, I'll totally play this. One. So he's got footage of that. Yeah, he doesn't have that footage of Danganronpa too, but he has footage of Assassin's Creed. I want to solve the murder <laughs> mysteries. Yeah. You walk by and like, oh, someone was killed in here. I need to figure out. It does look fantastic, it, but yeah. every Assassin's Creed looks fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Really good. The improvements they made, uh, it, it's not like super flashy, like bullet points that you put on the back of the box, but they finally, it seems like they sort of fixed the parkour and fixed the yeah. stealth, you know, ways, sort of fundamental improvements to the franchise that I love Far Cry or uh, uh, AC4 too, but the franchise definitely needed someone to sort of hit the reset button on it a little bit. And I've also been surprised with how cool Shadow of Mordor looks. Yeah. It's like, the old Lord of the Rings games were like mindless hack and slash games, right? And there's like several levels of depth to this game. That yeah, that's really the cool. game that did you play it at E3? I, no, I, I was on the live yeah, it was show because yeah. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't attend E3, um, and everyone came home and was talking about that game. And I'm like, man, how good must it have shown at E3? To you know, not that people are down on it before, but that's another one like Destiny that you flipped a switch and yeah. everyone seems to be super jazzed about it now. Yeah, that one looks really cool. That's coming out in October when all. All the games are. It's, the, October's I, pretty densely packed. October is insane. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. That's why I'm actually glad that Destiny... Uh, I, I felt like Destiny, the July beta, was early, but it's totally not. Like That game comes out in September. Like It's, yeah. it's the yeah. earliest. It that sort of kicks things a couple off. Of months away now. Yeah, it'll probably be... By the time the beta rolls out, that game will probably be gold yeah. at that point, and then they'll just patch it. So. 
All right, that's just a few games that we're looking forward to in 2014. I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Next week is a bye week. No game scoop. It's a holiday week, and I'm actually going to be on vacation. So I'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, but thank you, Justin. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Colin. Thank you. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.